0: Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Updates. smurf here flying solo. Suzy is down the hall, but not in the studio today. She is our sponsor for the Weekend Geek Update. Check out her wares and her creations on com. She also has appointments available. You can come in and physically check out some of her stuff. Go to com or her Facebook page. You can set up a time with her to come by, check things out. She had a couple of guests in the other day that were just excited to see her and some of the amazing jewelry that she produces so check it out in the meantime i'm here to fill you in on some of the stories that have caught my eye in the nerdverse it's a little bit of a light week i'm not gonna lie i was kind of struggling to find some stories that were like uh, okay Um, So we'll dive into some of that and you know I've got a couple of questions that were thrown at me that I'm like okay I'll answer I'll answer those questions Uh, if you have a question for me by all means please DM me or put it in the comments below and I'll be happy to get around to it uh, depending upon the question of course some of them were just "Mm, okay (laughs) creative probably not appropriate but nonetheless gave me a chuckle so thanks for that Uh, another chuckle and this was something that we talked about on last week's podcast was the announcement of the Super Mario Brothers film now this week actually it is going to be delayed Nintendo and Illuminations Entertainment combining together to form the Super Mario Brothers film with Chris Pratt in the lead role is being delayed Um, the announcement was made by the creator and uh, the team on Twitter Twitter who revealed that uh, and this is a direct quote decided to move the global release to spring of 2023 April 28th In Japan and April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, uh, but I promise it will be worth the wait. The reason for the delay um, was not provided. So, And maybe this is probably a good thing. This could be something similar to what we saw with Sonic the Hedgehog where... The initial leaks of what Sonic looked like definitely delayed everything because it just wasn't right. And we talked about that on the podcast uh, back in the day with uh, Private Cheeseburger, Double A Ron, and Red. It It just did not look right at all. So maybe there are something. Maybe some people got a sneak peek of it, and based on their feedback... They're like, yeah, maybe we should change it. Maybe we'll we'll go back to the the some of the drawing board and come up with something a little more creative, a little bit different. I'm just, I'm still kind of curious what we're going to get. To be honest with you, the the definitive Super Mario Brother film in my mind is Bob H- uh, Hoskins and John Legazamo. I real and I can't, you can't beat Anthony Hopkins as um, King Koopa. I mean, come on, it was it's beautiful, okay, maybe not beautiful. maybe that's being a bit generous with <laughs> with my uh my critique of the film and maybe it's just fun nostalgia, but it was fun, it was great and 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 that's fine. An animated one will definitely be. Pretty cool. I'm more worried about Charlie Day voicing Luigi, and I know Susie has things about Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and there may be reason for that because I just can't. His raspy voice just doesn't seem to to fit Luigi. Because I, you know, one of my favorite games is Luigi's Haunted Mansion, and why can't they just get the the, the voice actors from the games and have them do it? I wouldn't think it would be that difficult but uh we'll see we don't we don't know but the delay will definitely leave us on on the edge of us uh, of our seat no no not really we'll just we'll just patiently wait uh something that I found absolutely mind-blowing as I was hunting for articles and and stuff during the week I came across something that was very curious to me and and it just it just annoys me just a wee bit more, based on, on on everything that I have seen for for budgets. One of the, the stories that I saw was the comparison for budgets, and you have um, the new Game of Thrones spinoff series, House of Dragon. Uh, which is also uh, like running basically neck and neck with fans for the new Lord of the Rings series, uh, The Rings of Power. Now, for some people, I'm 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 really indifferent, and I'm fine either way. The House of Dragon, I'm kind of excited to see just because of. Uh, Matt Smith taking one of the lead roles and being a former former doctor from Doctor Who. But the, the House Tigerian, the dragons, the lore, and everything that we kind of get alluded to throughout Game of Thrones, finally seeing it kind of come to life. Now, according to the information that I have seen, the uh, the Game of Thrones budget is significantly less than uh the the lord of the rings budget they're saying right now that the uh, house of dragon is right around 20 million dollars per episode uh which is basically a pittance compared to what we're going to see for the rings of power now i don't know how i feel about them trying to bring Tolkien back even more with a prequel and I don't know how this is going to relate to you know the lord of the rings lore and working with this cuz I know we have some some references and we can go back and forth for game of thrones and, and the problem is Tolkien not being here maybe some family members or people that would kind of give input on what he would like to see when of course we have you know george R. R. martin you could literally just call him and say hey what about this or what about that and just bring him on as a consultant so that's kind of one of the reasons i'm like eh, i don't want him to mess up lord of the rings and maybe they will maybe they won't but right now they are saying that the approximate cost is 460 million dollars to produce eight episodes for the first season for lord of the rings which basically breaks down to 60 episode 60 million dollars an episode that is a lot of money now the reason i bring this up so i know everyone's probably tired of hearing me talk about jupiter's legacy. I really like the series. I really like the universe that Mark Millar put together. So when you compare the two, you have power rings of power, approximately $465 million to produce eight episodes. And then when you look over at Jupiter's Legacy, which only had a $200 million budget which I guess now seems rather small in comparison. I liked what they were doing with Jupiter's legacy. And yes, it took a little bit to get going and, and get out of the gate. But all in all, I think that the viewership was there. A lot of people that rated it and watched it gave it, you know, B's pluses and in and, and the feedback all remained consistent They wanted more and they liked how it started To tick up especially with the flashbacks So Where where, Why 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 All I want is my Jupiter's Legacy back And then when you compare the the Budgets that everyone's got going on So Amazon is going to be fine with A four hundred and Sixty five million dollar budget uh, I have problems With that I really do Um. Uh, I, I think they just didn't give it enough time. How much time are they going to give Lord of the Rings is the question. If the numbers don't hit, they're already in the hole pretty deep for this. And I don't know if they're... I mean, how many Lord of the Ring fans are out there? I know there's a fair share and everybody loves the movies. Well, most of the movies. Um, Hobbit, I can really take or leave. I I'm really impartial on that one. Just, I'm fine with it. But... How much time do they give this to figure out if it is a hit? A couple months? Because Jupiter's Legacy didn't last even that long before it was already considered on the chopping block. It held on to these in the top ten for quite a while, considering all of the other shows that it was going up against. So I don't think it is a waste or... a. A con- it's more of a concern really for me if I get into the show and they cancel it I'm going to be pissed especially you know, given what they're already into it for I guess we'll see what happens but it was just something that caught my eye and just made me stop and think of <sighs> just because it wasn't known well enough I don't know I guess if you're a Lord of the Rings fan it's okay as far as what happens with Game of Thrones and the HBO side I that is even a better question If you're we won't have long to wait, actually Uh, rings of power uh, is premiering in September, while the Game of Thrones is expected to premiere in August. So we will see all of this information, of course, was supplied in a Variety magazine article that just kind of caught my eye. It's not too often that I I venture down the uh, Variety magazine hole, but I couldn't resist. I guess the big stories that kind of came out uh, over the last couple of days, of course. One, it was uh, CinemaCon, which I don't know why I wasn't there, but next year I plan to be because if they're going to be doing little announcements like this, I sure as hell want to be there at Ground Zero when they drop bombs like this. One of which was Sony confirming Ghostbusters 5, which I already confirmed that. I had a source that was telling me that Ghostbusters 5 was going to happen. Don't worry about it and it only makes sense so this came out the thing and here's here's the deal Ghostbusters Afterlife did an amazing job it made 197 million dollars worldwide and that is that's a win for Sony and it only had a 75 million dollar budget. And I know Sony it is fighting to find a franchise. They've been trying to get that, you know, that that Disney-style franchise going so that they can just kind of sit back and rest on their laurels. And they're close. They've got Spider-Man, which we'll get to in a second. But more is Better. They don't have anything, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean or Harry Potter or they always just seem to miss the mark just a wee bit. So now when you get Ghostbusters Afterlife, which just was, I think, a hit, all of the franchise members that I spoke with still get misty eyed when they start thinking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. The critics even agreed that this was a great movie. It, it just was You came at the right time, and to be honest, it it had every single element that the old franchise had, in addition to the new elements, the new characters that, that we brought in. So it was the perfect mix of old, new, and just, it was perfect. Perfect blend. So them green lighting another one, no surprise. However, here's where things get a bit dodgy. Jason Reitman has yet to sign on to doing the next film. And while it is... I know everyone's holding their breath, waiting to see what happens, especially after his father Ivan passed away earlier in the year, that kind of also brings up some very interesting questions. Is Jason's head going to be want to be in this? Does he have more that he wants to you know contribute or you know give in in honor of his father was there stuff that they had planned that now without his dad kind of in the background is jason ready to commit to another film is ghostbusters success hinging on jason's return which is another question and i kind of pose that to a few of the other franchise members and and people that i know in the ghostbuster community of does it have to be jason because we saw what happened with ghostbusters 2016 which was supposed to rejuvenate the franchise which is supposed to give it legs and get it walking the only thing it managed to do is help the fans walk out of the theater because it royally just pissed a lot of people off hit or miss i'm impartial there are elements that i thought were great there are elements that i didn't really care for too much and we already know that in my mind Kate McKenna was kind of, you know, what helped that vehicle move forward. The special effects in the story itself, not bad. It's just, I think the characters were just kind of forced. Nothing really grew naturally. Kind of like what we saw in the first Ghostbusters film. It just, it meshed. The chemistry was there. They worked well together. Each one had a specific contribution to make. So when you're dealing with a new franchise like that uh, some people might be a little gatekeepy and and we've talked about that so that leads us to is the success hinging on jason's return if they were able to bring all of the characters that we saw in afterlife back hmm, maybe maybe not the chemistry is obviously there but is the heart going to be there and i think the heart of that story is a lot of what Jason dedicating to his father and to the fans and his personal goal to make this a film the fans would want to see. A film that new people would want to see. A film that obviously people are still talking about. So is the heart relying on Jason? It's an excellent question, and I don't know. I can only hope that he does come back, especially after the cliffhanger that we get with Ernie Hudson's character Winston coming back to the firehouse to a failing containment unit. Trip back to New York would be fun. I would really love to see the old firehouse back in action and revisit some of the sets that we saw in the first film. Will it happen? We don't know. No other information was given on this. Just that everybody, Ghostbusters 5 is coming. And there is a good hint that all of the other characters will return. It's just a question of what capacity. And will we get the classic Ghostbusters back if they are back in New York? Lots of questions and, sorry, no answers. Same thing with this story, which was released at the same time as Ghostbusters from Sony's camp. Because as Sony closed its sizzle reel, the final images were pictures of Venom's logo and just that was it just just the briefest tease just a small little logo and of course everybody erupted i even got a phone call immediately after this telling me that venom is coming back and that i owed them money cuz i made a bet that i didn't see venom going past let there be carnage and obviously i was i was wrong <laughs> i mean i uh, I watched Let There Be Carnage and I I don't uh, I don't get it. I really I really don't. I know it did 502 million dollars worldwide and that's that's great. I just as a Spider-Man fan, I just think you're doing everybody a disservice by not by not giving us the right the right Venom story. And I'm not saying that it's the wrong Venom story. It's it's a Venom story. And Tom Hardy does a good job as Eddie Brock. Could it be better? Eh. Are there comedic elements that I enjoy? Sure. But maybe it just was Woody Harrelson playing Carnage that bothered me more than anything? I do like the dialogue and and the interactions between Eddie and the symbiote. That I do find enjoyable, and it kind of elevates what happens in the comics between Eddie and the symbiote a little bit higher, and I do enjoy that aspect of it. However, when I'm sitting there watching this unfold, there's only so much of the internal dialogue that I can take, and then it just borderlines on the ridiculous. And yeah, this is a comic book film. So draw your own conclusions. I think they're just missing the mark and what could be potential, and it's just, again, Sony trying to come up with a franchise, something that they can just latch on and write it into the ground, and I have a feeling that that's exactly what's going to happen with Venom will we see venom in the marvel universe the mcu i seriously doubt it i don't think sony is going to be that generous with their properties and maybe they will be but i think that we're lucky if we even see spider-man as it is let alone the rest of the spider-man franchise and i know we get hints of it with the end of carnage and no excuse me the end of morbius with the vulture and that film just don't don't just don't (laughs) so that does raise the question does Sony know how to make a comic book film money says no not really I don't think I don't think they do because Marvel has done it so much better Marvel has shown them how to do it Marvel has shown DC how to do it so when they sit down at the end of the day Sony was successful yes with Spider-Man but was it because they had a good script or was it because Marvel was helping drive that vehicle I think they need to work together to achieve the the common goal of success. And leaving Marvel out of the loop of their own property is kind of ridiculous. I think we need to see them folded back into the MCU and move forward. Sony can keep whatever you know agreement they've got in place for Spider-Man and just just stop the 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 back and forth because nobody wins at the end. We just have films that everyone's kind of like, mm, okay. It's no rewatchability. That's the problem. I sat down and I thought about this. Like, what did I not like the most about Carnage? What I liked the least about it was I have no desire to sit down and watch it again. Whereas Avengers Endgame or Ghostbusters or Spider-Man No Way Home, all of which I would not object to sitting down and watching again and i think that's where a movie finds its strength it finds its its legs to 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 press forward that the desire to see it again i i would absolutely sit down and watch it again there are some marvel films i don't want to watch again that's it's that 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 simple but other films in general i think that's what defines the 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 film community to make things work to make things desirable that's something that you enjoy so much that you want to revisit it again and again and again carnage no i don't know again like morbius oh oh no not a stone's chance in hell Uh uh-uh forget about it so sony needs help in and how that help comes Maybe Marvel, maybe they need to just switch to animated as we got to see the trailer for the new Into the Spider-Verse this week. And that it raised my hopes. It gave me a little a little ray of sunshine. According to everyone at CinemaCon, um, and this was a quote from the people running the Spider-Man film, the sequel is way, way, way bigger than the last one. It's the largest crew of animated, uh, the largest crew of an animated movie ever. So the producer who said this, Mr. Miller, uh, and went on to explain Across the Spider-Verse is set across six different universes, a stark contrast to the original movie, which was only set in Miles' Earth uh, 1610. Uh, Miller further elaborated by saying the movie features 240 characters dwarfing the first film's cast of 40. Now, if you haven't seen the trailer, I'll put it up in the comments below. Uh, Everyone was sharing it, and it happened when I was away from the computer, which I know seems to be a bit of a shock, because I, you know, I live on my computer lately these days. But everybody was kind of sharing it, and I just kind of let it go. But the trailer itself is great. I'm really upset that I wasn't at CinemaCon, because they got to actually see the first 15 minutes of the, the film, which is so jelly i wanted to be there because it's one of my characters and and i don't go into it too much just because people used to make fun of me because i'm like i like spider-man 2099 i thought he was cool i liked his costume same thing that i would get when i say i like peter porker and now everybody likes peter porker so if you were able to go to CinemaCon. The first 15 minutes of it was shown to audience members. According to everyone there, the opening uh, features Gwen Stacy battling a version of the Vulture. Uh, before Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 29, arrives to save her from the jaws of defeat. Uh, the pair are later joined by a uh, pregnant Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, who revi- who arrives via the multiverse, Tear. Uh, and beyond that, we don't know much more of the plot. So, And they put in part one. So obviously this is going to lead into... Another into the Spider Verse. I'm very curious uh, w- why they would bring in Jessica Drew already pregnant. And I know that was part of Spider Woman storyline for a little while. And I was kind of checked out at that point because I I was kind of done with the Spider Woman stories, and it, it just wasn't it just wasn't for me. But I love Spider Woman. I really love the costume design, and I really do like that that character and and the detective side and, and how she really gets into some of the stories but i'm very curious to see how all of this comes together especially with spider-man 2099 and what other spider-verse characters are we going to see well we see spider-woman from secret wars which i personally would love to see i know later she ends up joining freedom um freedom force no Yes, Freedom Force in the X-Men, and that would even be better if that could be kind of a bridge to the the X-Universe. I seriously doubt it, but it's a bit of a stretch, I know. But to see her come in, maybe even lead to Secret Wars or lead out of Secret Wars, it would just be kind of fun. Because at this point, I don't know what other Spider-Men we could see. Spider-Hulk? Mm. i don't i don't know i definitely wouldn't mind seeing the six-armed spider-man that would be kind of fun or the spider-man from the savage land where he's man spider that would be fun of course all of these announcements do come with a bit of bitterness I know this was originally planned for release in 2022, but according to sources at Sony, the movie has now been pushed back into 2023. And then, of course, the sequel to it, uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is the next one that they announced, now will launch in 2024. So they're probably working on this back to back. Trying to get everything done so it it's easier to roll out. The studio, of course, is excited because they think that this giving them more time gives them the opportunity to make a better film. And sometimes that works. And sometimes, no, it doesn't. And I think on rare occasions, it works better. Sometimes, most of the time, eh, you're kind of like, Why? <laughs> and in other marvel news oh that sounded kind of bassy uh (laughs) sorry i crack myself up sometimes somebody actually even asked me do you just sit in the studio and just laugh at your own jokes yes yes i do because i'm alone and there's nobody else here to entertain me damn it uh in marvel news the uh, some of people may have actually seen this and wondered what in the holy hell is going on as terry cruz was uh leaked out into the twitterverse as a nova corman and it's not that terry cruz is joining the guardians of the galaxy which i think would be great because terry cruz is awesome and i'm not sure who he would play in Nova Corps, unless he actually gave him his own character, uh, but actually Terry Cruz is in costume uh, for the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction at the Epcot-themed park in Florida. In fact, Disney's the one that released the image showing him as commander of the Star Crater uh, and close advisor to Nova Prime. So this actually looks kind of cool. I want to go check out the ride and all of that. I'm not sure when the ride is going to be open. And there is no date on the articles listing when the attraction will be done. I know Terry Crews had actually, uh, back in the day, had tried to become Luke Cage for the Netflix series and has still been constantly pounding on Marvel's door, wanting to get in. And I think it would be fun to have Terry Cruz loved him on, um, and just about everything that he does. In fact, I, I used to watch uh, America's Got Talent just to just to just to watch him. He's fun. He's great. He's got this awesome energy about himself, and he's just great. Even Brooklyn Nine Nine, I enjoy his character and just the overall presence of Terry Crews. But unfortunately, he is not going to be uh, in the film. But then you never know. Like we like we have said many times. Marvel does like to mess with us, and I wouldn't be surprised if James Gunn does pull kind of a fast one and slips Terry Crews into the background just somewhere, just just to mess with fans. That would be perfect. In streaming news, now, we all know my love for the first Reacher show. It was, well, just, well, it was perfect. It really was. And I I don't want to say just short of perfect because there really isn't anything that I can nitpick and just completely pull it apart. It was a great show. Everything really, really worked well. Now, of course, they have announced that there will be a second season. But the issue is where... They're going to pull the 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 material. According to what is going on out there, of course, everyone knows that the first season followed the first book, The Killing Floor. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the book two is going to be the next one in the show they've also confirmed that they are not really bringing any of the actors back from the first season which only makes sense there are 26 books in the jack reacher series and i think all of them he is just kind of the lone the lone gun he he works alone he operates alone now the creative team that is working on this have said that they they don't have a problem maybe bringing characters back if it seems to fit. Lee Child is also an executive producer on the show who is the author behind the Jack Reacher series. So I can honestly see that maybe we would see kind of an expanding Jack Reacher world. I'm I'm okay with that. the um, The next season, season two, is nothing short of anything really. They haven't announced what book. They haven't announced any dates or who all is doing what in lead roles. Just that um, Jack Reacher will return. So I'm I'm excited to to see see what they do next because sh- if you have not watched the Jack Reacher series yet watch it it's no fluff all business and 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 is just a compelling character driven show and it is great watch it if you haven't and and even one of the guys that's at the comic shop i told him about it and immediately after watching it he was like yep you were right yes smurf smurf was right again Let's see what else is going on in comic book news. And I mentioned this before, but it actually is hitting this week for the speculators out there and for fans of the Justice League. Justice League 75 is coming out this week. Uh, In fact, it will be out tomorrow for most markets. Uh, It is the death of the Justice League and it is the final issue. So I know that there will be a plethora of variant covers on this one in addition to one of the members of the Justice League league survives to tell the tale of what happened to the remainder of the league and of course it's a big mystery of who survives my money is either mm, black adam or batman of course it's not like a big surprise that batman would survive but you know maybe he go out in a blaze of glory hard to say but hitting new stands tomorrow like i said justice league 75 for sure anybody out there uh wanting to speculate or keep an eye on it that that's that's where you want to go uh what else that kind of wraps up the news for this week like i said it was kind of a light week um a couple of the questions that came in one was what is morbius's first appearance which is amazing spider-man 101 not a big fan of morbius like i have said in the past i just I wouldn't say he's a throwaway character he's a great supporting character I think he needs the remainder of the Midnight Suns behind him or with him to kind of bolster him up there is kind of some changes to his character after his first appearance in amazing spider-man 101 and uh in fact speaking of the six-armed spider-man that kind of all comes out of all that story and um i know it's available in trade and if you can find it might have to pay a pretty penny i don't know what the market has done to it based off of the uh unsuccessful run that morbius has seen the other question and is probably the most asked question why are you called smurf and that is an excellent question and depending upon where you catch me and and what uh you get uh for an answer will depend on the setting you will get a unique skin condition of a child which is absolutely incorrect uh long drinking story which is absolutely correct this Last weekend, I was asked that very question on live television as far as why I was called Smurf, which I <laughs> I can't use any of the other bagged answers or even those just simply because it's live television. So I basically told the person that I am under strict court order that the name must not be revealed because of the incident in which it happened is um, under a uh, court order not to be reiterated so uh, the real story behind the smurf nickname yeah good luck (laughs) the problem is at this point the smurf nickname will never live up to the actual story and in fact i have encouraged people to give me what they think the story or the reason behind me my name so i'll tell you what i'll put this out there if you can give me the most original story as far as why my name is what it is i'll send you a 5280 geek T-shirt. Uh, you'll have to tell me what size you are, and of course, I will look at the stories and see which one grabs my eye the most. And uh, whoever wins, I'll give it for uh, what is today. We're almost the end of April. I will give this a month. I'll give this till the next time Susie is on the show. So whoever can get me the most original Smurf story, as far as why my nickname is Smurf, I will pick a story and send you a 5280 Geek T-shirt. There you go. That's just made that all up right now. (laughs) There you go. Um, Like I said, that's kind of a small week. And on that bombshell, we shall say goodbye. Give us a like. Give us a share. Send me in your stories. I'm excited to see them and hear them. Uh, And if you have any other questions, please, by all means, send them. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.